Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey ladies and gentlemen, my name is uh, Shay Ryan Douglas from the Earth Heroes TV video platform and today I'm with Tiago and Yossi from Syntropic Solutions. We've been getting together every week um, to discuss all things entropy, where it came from, what it even means, how to implement systems, successful design systems that are thriving and abundant and um, in place. We've got this amazing evidence and examples of these systems thriving, even in ecosystems you wouldn't think plants would even grow, such as the desert. Um, These guys have shared a bit of their experience in the last Uh, in the many years that they've been implementing these systems all across the world. And it's really exciting because this week we're going to discuss and just touch on what it takes for you and what you need to know before you even think about designing a syntropic system in your own home. This is something that everyone must know before we really start to see a system develop and thrive and come into its full abundance. So we're going to cover some topics like, you know, what's necessary in terms of the context for farmers, we're going to look at some of the natural laws that, um, you know, that were guided by um, part of these principles and understandings of syntropy, and then look further around design implementation, as well as the management and maintenance that's required for a system to, to have its regenerative purposes over a long period of time. So thanks so much again for joining me, Tiago and Yossi. It's so good to connect on these calls. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, the people who are watching this right now. I really appreciate you guys tuning in for this conversation. It seems more potent and more valuable and more relevant than ever before, growing your own food. You know, there's so much happening in the world right now, yet we can all take action on knowing where our food comes from, growing organic, having really valuable, delicious scrumptious, low air mile food right at our doorstep. And um, that would be a, a wonderful solution, sovereign solution that we can all all work towards. And, and say, you know, five years time, the worst thing that will happen if you start growing your own food, well, you've got plenty of food to eat for your family and your friends. <laughs> so it's all, it's all really good stuff. Um, and I just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in. If you like this video, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, leave a comment and uh, we, we generally respond within the next couple of days. Just write them down in the questions. And if you're interested to know more, you want to dive deeper into this area, um, in the description, you'll see a link to the mentorship program coming up where you get to work one-on-one with Tiago and Yossi and design your own system and learn so much more because they this is, there's so much information, education, and empowerment that comes with um, practicing and implementing systems, which these guys have an abundance of knowledge and experience they want to share with you. So get involved in the mentorship. You get great value, and um, it's really worthwhile, worthy cause. But today, um, 
let's let's just jump straight into it. Maybe Yossi or Tiago, you want to introduce and just mention, you know, what what is relevant and necessary for people to know when before they even start a system like this. Maybe we can start. Um, basically, it's um, a lot of people think I get these questions a lot. Uh, is that only possible in the tropics? <laughs> you know, actually, it's. Uh, is that only possible in the tropics? Is that only possible in the subtropics? Is that for large-scale farmers? Is that for a backyard um, like a hobby farm? Is that for veggie garden? I would say as a person who decides to interact with nature, uh, could be a large-scale farmer uh, or someone who wants to reforest an area or restore an ecosystem or someone who just wants to play on their backyard and plant enough food for their family and the community so first of all we need to understand the context that you are in you know what is um the, what is the climate that you live in what are the plants that grows in that area um what are your resources um what what what's the time that you have to spend what is um the conditions that that you have uh, in terms of rainfall yearly um also have you got access to water or not what is the condition of your soil so that's like what we call the context uh, based on that you can that always following what we call the syntropic principles and the natural laws that what what do, what do i mean about syntropic principles or natural laws it's something that's uh it's beyond our control it's uh, some laws and principles that it it guides this planet and possibly this universe that uh, for us what is left is to be humble enough and understand these principles and laws that in my understanding is the energy accumulation for for a system to be able to thrive could be especially if you're talking about food production system that we need to take fruits or food out of it so we need to understand what is the process of energy accumulation through water and nutrients we need to think about our function in the system if if, if there is principles and laws that uh, that every living being is part of it what is our function of, as humans how can we interact with this um this system and and do good or be at good uh for the system as a whole and also grow our food and uh, restore uh the area that we are growing so what can we do so our actions or interactions can have a positive impact and then talking about the design and implementation um what would be the plants uh material that you have available in your area um what would be your markets um can, are you selling it or are you just growing for yourself um are you doing that for land restoration um what is what would be your harvesting plan do you want to have food harvested every week or every day and what is the total area that you want to implement do you want to implement it all at once do you want to implement it in parts 
And by understanding all these contexts, you and then comes the understanding of how to manage it and how to maintain it, understanding how to apply the principles in your personal context. And um, yeah, so every every project that we work with uh, doesn't matter if it is a um, hundred hectares uh, design or implementation or if it is a backyard for self-sufficiency or even if it is a restoration of an ecosystem we always uh, try to gather as much information as we can so we can actually put it together for the best outcome not only for nature but also for the person who wants to implement it. And um, uh, I would uh, possibly ask Yossi if uh, am I missing anything there that you would say that could be important? Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, I mean, what came to me as you're sharing is it's so relevant to where I'm at at the moment and where we are, we're doing this project in New Zealand and um, we've spent months me and my partner planning doing all the financial calculations doing all sorts of different designs because we're focused we're not just focused on doing a um a one hectare syntropic um food forest or syntropic system but also to have human habitats within them so like small tiny homes so there's like many different factors with our system it's you know seeing how um it can be financially viable for the community um so bringing some some economic resource to the people who are living here who can use the fruits and the nuts to create some type of maybe micro industry for the community which is really exciting and also you know the enough uh food enough fruits and berries and nuts that the community can come and live off them and we also envision that people will be surrounded in an ecosystem that they can then interact with so our specific project is really focused on community but also with some economic viability um, to to bring some income in, in into the community um, so it does look at different layers and different levels and you know it doesn't need to be as complex as that but um i would say also that um yeah as as we start implementing as we start putting the project into practice um we have to you know we, we see that different areas need addressing um such as the people aspect in the system and how it's going to be managed you know um, one of the most challenging things we had was coming in to our community with our plans and it seeming seeming to be over daunting you know the amount of management that's required when um especially people who don't have the know-how and you know just putting those fears at ease you know showing people how to work with this type of farming and um just beginning that um process step by step and seeing that it's not really that challenging and it's so fruitful yeah um so that's where we're at at the moment and yeah nice i'd like to ask you more about this project yossi it sounds so good um when we you you we keep bouncing ideas on how to create ecosystems for humans to live in and, um, and making sure that we will have enough food, not only on the short term, but also in the long term. And, uh, but taking a step forward and actually trying to generate source of income or creating micro industry 
um, how exciting is that for because it's a whole new way of living it's a yeah. whole new paradigm and uh, there is no other uh, module that we can just copy and paste like we have on conventional agriculture that we can just go there buy a package of seeds buy some chemicals and fertilizers and put in there we know how much it's going to come and we're going to leave the soil really bad or worse than when we found so the understanding that you guys are putting together that okay we're going to create this living space but we want to work exactly as much as possible at least uh as nature would do to leave the place better than it was and he, t tell me a little bit more I, i'm very curious about that yeah i'd love Possibly to a lot of people there trying to create communities now they yeah. they they would love to hear more about that yeah i think yeah yeah I, i like it i'm so excited about this i think one of the main fears actually that come up with people is the physical labor you know they're like afraid of oh my god we have to do all this work and it's so daunting and you know what we do here at the community is we organize like gatherings in the weekend so we put the word out to all our friends and family come help us we're doing a tree planting day and we're going to learn about a new way of farming and like yeah it was two weeks ago we had uh 30 people here come over the weekend and we got so much done and just showing like how when we all come together what can be done and that you know th there are some parts of implementing Yeah, I think that you're cutting off a little bit. In that a labor intense. Yeah, you can go on. Sorry, can so, came back now. Can, can you say it again? Sorry. Once on. that's done, once you've implemented your system. Okay. All right. Um, that's back now. And yeah, then we can just go in and manage it and like enjoy the fruits of our labor. It's it's so easeful. And the other thing that was coming to me is yeah, looking and actually breaking down the reasons. Or the different elements of your system so we have like i mentioned before creating um, some economic viability whether that's two or three good cash crops that we can sell whether that's like chestnuts and artichokes and uh, blueberries and ones that can provide income in the first year ones that can provide income in the third year ones that can provide income in the long term so making sure to cover all those steps then there is a lot of interest from the community about bringing in the native New Zealand forest habitat, which has been destroyed in our area. It's been decimated. We're actually privileged to live on a piece of land which has one of the last remaining, like three hectares of native forest in this whole region of the Manawatu. So we're actually an islands of community with a native forest surrounded by dairy farmers and meat farmers as far as the eye can see. So we're right in the middle of it. So that the closest town to us is all hardcore, you know, farmers working hard, you know, providing a lot of industry. And we're actually spreading out to local community as well to bring them in to see what we're doing. And that's exciting. So, It yeah. is. And uh, one thing that uh, I hear a lot in these years of experience of working in different climates and different um, uh, communities or different contexts, um, that's one thing that always comes to mind. People think, oh, that's going to be too labor intensive. Uh, but uh, also, when we start looking at the shift of work that we can we, that, that happens, shift of work that happens on um, uh, how much work you need to do on a weekly basis compared to how much work you need to do on a weekly basis 
after the system is implemented, um, it's actually, it kind of is the same amount of work or sometimes even less. At the beginning, you actually, you actually happens to be more labor intensive at the beginning, but over time, yeah, the labor reduces because the trees are kind of occupying their own space in time, they are occupying their own function, and it requires less and less management. And um, when we, when I try to implement system or even talk to people about planting it very dense, like the, the mindset of abundance that we gotta overplant. So we always have um, like lots of biomass, lots of, uh, uh, how can I say, options to harvest one thing or maybe not even to harvest that. Like, as you said, you have blueberries, asparagus and chestnuts. But let's say if you don't want to harvest asparagus because that's like oh, once every two years, I'm not going to be here. So or like I'll wait seven years and I'll guarantee that I'll be I'll do my best to manage my system to give the best life for my chestnuts, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love this diversity, uh, these um, options that we have within the system and this mm -hmm. mindset of abundance. And for you, the project that you're doing there, putting humans in that, can you give us a little bit of a picture how it's going to look like in terms of a system? Mm -hmm. So we're going to have houses, uh, a village, and then a system all around it or how show, tell us a little bit more how, how yeah, it's gonna work sure sorry the power just went off and i <laughs> lost my lighting so <laughs> it's all good it's all good you can see you can see yeah um yeah this is this is really cool so um we have about eight cabins arriving prefabricated cabins um arriving that are all going to be self-sustainable in this one hectare system and we've designed our tree lines our tree rows around them so the first thing we looked at was the sun path making sure they get the maximum amount of winter and summer sun throughout the year and then we you know made sure that the trees around the cabins that they're not going to be blocking out sun either so we have you know we have a consortium of trees uh, <laughs> we have a consortium of trees that are lower or or trees that are easily available to prune that we can manage yeah that we don't have to we don't have to let them grow super high and shade out our um, cabins and then there's other ones further away that we can let them grow that high and then something really important about what we're trying to do is when people go and inhabit these spaces is actually to enable them to be able to interact with the the trees and the plants around them so having like a box of tools or electric powered whippersnippers or you know electric pruners around and enabling them and empowering them to be able to take care of the space around them nice and, um, and that that's another thing that I, I tell people all the time like uh, why do we need to plant food why, why why do i need to plant a forest why do you need to plant food why do i need to plant a forest full of food the reason is because food is part of a forest ecosystem, you know, all of them doesn't matter if it is vegetables or salad, they are the early stages of the forest ecosystem. But the reason why we plant it is so interests us to go in there and interact with it and give the best uh, management as possible so we can actually harvest that food that we planted, that seed that we, uh, we ate the fruit and 
uh, raised that seedling, planted that seedling. So you want not only you, but your friends, your family, your community to be able to taste that delicious food. And for that to happen is we need to make sure that the whole ecosystem is well managed uh, in within your context to give the best condition for that plants. And um, I, I, yeah. I love it. I'd love to just share a link to um, our designs. We have a page here of designs, um, which everyone can look at. I'm just wondering, Shay, if I share it with you, we can we can bring it up and just scroll through that. Yeah, I just quickly. So. Good, and um, I, I, actually, that would be something for us to to do in the coming weeks as well. You'll see, possibly mm -hmm. uh, share some designs. I just did this um, design for this uh, place in Australia here, west of New South Wales, called Double, where mainly we're gonna grow apples, citrus, uh, pears, uh, stone fruits in general, uh, but also we, we're going with um, asparagus and yeah, uh, I'd love to share some of the designs. Yeah. Oh, it looks beautiful, Yossi. <laughs> so we actually, we actually use the software Notion uh, if you just scroll scroll down, Shay, yeah. Um, so it's a way for people to interact, to leave comments, and then we've given like different designs for people to have different options. So we yeah. show the sun path there. That's the one hectare that we're working with. The native forest is on the left there. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a so whole piece of land. So that that looks like an oasis of abundance yeah. that you guys are gonna plant in there <laughs> and then this is just like our ideas coming to our head like just you know playing around with ideas like all these cabins a central facility you know our orchards our syntropic system on the sides uh, so that one we looked at having them all like community-based quite close together and then if you go further down we've played with other designs yeah, this is where you're incorporating the like the cabins more into the system and people having their own privacy. Um, so yeah, and we actually we have a whole lot more. So it's all been we've been playing with different ideas. Yeah, this reminds me of um, uh, one of our uh, partners, uh, Murilo, from Agrocentropia. He mm -hmm. is working in a project on um, land. Um, land development. Oh, Yossi, that looks beautiful, man. Wow, look at that. Mm. That's beautiful, my friend. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I love your creativity. So uh, that reminds me of the what Murilo is doing. There is this uh, land developer that he was doing this project where he's going to use this pasture, this something like where you, but he got approval to build 500 houses, but he had mm. to reforest um, some of the area. So Murillo met this guy and started talking about agroforestry. So what happened is the landscape, uh, the land, how can I say, the land developer, he started linking the, the patches of forest around the property with a syntropic system. And through the time, um, through, through the time, all this food that was harvested, uh, was given to the people who were buying the land. So imagine you went there to buy a piece of land and you already had a box of food coming to, uh, to you every week, you know? So now they already sold out all the lot, all the 
the land space and a lot of people are living to the community. They have a full-time gardener or two full-time gardener and Murillo is already uh, linked, he already linked the two forests on the two extremes of the property. And now they are developing more and more uh, food gardens, forest food gardens for, for all the people who bought the land. And so imagine every week you have a, a box full of fruits and food coming to your doorstep because you already paid for it. So creating mm -hmm. uh, uh, ecosystem, agro-ecosystems for people to live in, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a yeah. dream. And um, thank you for, for doing that. And uh, yeah. so uh, we're going to talk a lot about in our workshops and how to be able to have this, this freedom to create, once you know the principles, once you know your context, once you know the principles, once you know um, the practices, you can actually, and uh, you know how to manage it, you can be free enough to create, you know, to, to go wild and create your own system, create a whole village full of food. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to be teaching a lot of that in our um, uh, mentorship program. So anything else before we go that you'd like to share about your project or anything else that comes to your mind um, at the moment? Um, no, the only thing is that um, we're trying to document all the different parts and elements of what the project needs and, you know, when it's when it's important to, um, yeah, um, accomplish certain deadlines and especially like what we need for the next stage of the project to make sure that we cover it. So everything that we're doing, we're documenting to really try and create a bit of a prototype of this way of living. Um, so we're excited about that. Beautiful. Shay, um, would you have any, any more questions uh, for now? Or I think that that was like a good overview of what, what are the possibilities of what you can do once you know a little bit more, once you get the knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to thank you, uh, Yossi and Tiago, for the work that you're doing. It seems, you know, there's so much potential out there um, for people to really practice these guiding principles, which are, is, is all energy. It's all there for us to harness, to use for growing and, and cultivating and accumulating. So it's really positive stuff. I just want to encourage anyone who's interested to learn more again, um, just follow the link in the description to the Syntropic Solutions homepage. And the mentorship is something that I'm going to highly recommend to go deeper into this work. These guys have designed this course over the six-week period to give you the most value so you can really understand and comprehend these notions. Even though it may seem quite simple, it's obviously a lot of um, educational information that we don't learn in schools per se. You know, It's not part of our educational system. And so this is an opportunity for you, this is an invitation for you to go on that journey and educate yourself if you're interested in these kind of topics and, and supporting your community, supporting your family and your friends by doing one of the most fundamental practices that humankind has done for millennia since our existence, and that is to grow food. And um, this syntropic style is a wonderful way that is grows food in abundance. And that's the, yes. the most awesome part about this. So. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, joining me again today and uh, look forward to another chat soon. Thank you very much. I'll see you guys next week live Thanks, here. Thank you.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.